She had said she was the She said she would like to be free She would like to be free She want the whole gangali gangali She had said she was the Hi there, hi there, and welcome to another episode of On Air with Anthony. This week, we're taking a look at the vagina, vaginal health, periods, and vaginal stimulation. I will be joined by the beautiful, the effervescent, the spectacular, Shellyan Weeks, otherwise known as Dr. Sexian. She's an author, sexologist, activist, speaker. She's also the executive director of HerFlow, an initiative designed to address the stigma and shame associated with menstruation. So let's invite her to the microphone as we get deeper into the conversation. Today we're joined by the amazing, the beautiful, Shellyan Weeks, aka Dr. Sexian. Hi, Miss Weeks. How are you doing? I'm amazing. How about yourself? I am blessed despite the odds of what's going on around us. You know, God is still good. Awesome. So, today we are taking a look at uh, the vagina, vaginal care, periods, especially that. I want us to shed a lot of light on that um, because we know the populace isn't so educated on it and it is still something that is looked up on looked down upon and people are made to feel bad about it and last but not least we want to educate particularly our male listeners how to please or stimulate the woman because a lot of them misunderstand the process of that especially when it's key on they talk about how do i make a woman come a lot of them have that question mm-hmm. and still don't understand what is a process or what causes that effect, you know. So I just want you to go ahead. It's all the floor is all yours and you can just go ahead and do what you do. Just names a whole heap of things. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, all right. So let us start. Now, when I talk about period, I also associate period with the life force because that is really what it is. If you do not have a period fertility becomes problematic so a period is necessary for overall health and it is necessary for life to continue if everyone on the planet who has a period now stops having a period the human race will cease to exist in a matter of years right that is how important period is to our existence so the fact that we associate shame with something so important makes no sense to me. And unfortunately or fortunately, a lot of the conversation around shame starts up starts with the way we were grown up in our culture. And in our culture, we're heavily influenced by religion. And if you look at the way the Bible or other religious books talks about period, the word unclean is used a lot. And the word shame is used, or even if the word shame itself isn't used, the implication of shame is there. The because Bible? the idea that, yes, yes, not just the Bible, other religious books do it as well, but it's the idea that uh, when someone is menstruating, they are unclean. And whatever they become in contact with becomes unclean. And whoever they, they associate it also becomes unclean. And so... The whole experience of the period is seen in such a negative way that it's almost wrong, and I can't, I can't, I cannot subscribe to that or even, or even teach that. But that is something that is still being taught even today in schools, because Leviticus is very judgmental of the female body, and a lot of these, these, these verses come from Leviticus, and. You know, it tells you about what 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 needs to happen if 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 the unclean woman is 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 is, is where she shouldn't be. As a matter of fact, I want to be clear. Leviticus fifteen nineteen to thirty. When a woman has a discharge, if her discharge in her body is blood, she shall continue in her menstrual impurity 
for seven days. And whoever touches her shall be unclean until that evening. Everything also on which she lies during her menstrual impurity shall be unclean. And everything on which she sits shall be unclean. Anyone who she touches, who she beds, shall be unclean and shall wash his clothes and bathe in water until and be unclean until the evening. So impurity and unclean are the words that are being used to associate with the life-giving force. So we have a problem. Right there. I talk about periods and I try to normalize conversations about periods because I think it is important for us to understand what it means to our existence and also to make the journey that little girls go through less shameful as they transition to womanhood because a lot of girls are completely unprepared by the time they start their periods and when they do start their periods the element of fear comes into their life because now their parents recognize that they can become pregnant and because they have that fear that they might be a teen parent they start to instill a lot of shame into who they are so now they're telling them things like don't let the boy touch you or make sure you hide your period nobody should know that you have a period mm -hmm. especially if she's really young because i'm meeting girls as young as eight who are starting menstruation which means eight? that an eight-year-old eight yes which means that an eight-year-old can in fact get pregnant because once she starts menstruating it's that's what her body that's what right. it means but in the real scheme of things her body is still not as developed as it needs to, to carry she's still yeah. growing mm -hmm. So, so even though she's menstruating, it doesn't mean it's a go ahead to go and get her pregnant. But that is how some men in, in, interpret that. And when you look at cultures where they have child marriages, yes, that is when they start to marry off the, 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 the children because they are still children. That is when they start to marry them off because they are able to conceive. So there's a whole heap of responsibility and 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 stress that that this change symbolizes, especially in certain cultures. Um, so I really have to appreciate that. When it comes on to your foundation, her flow that you create, you started. Um, mm -hmm. What has your experience really been? Because I know you, I know I've watched and I've seen you do a lot of workshops, um, dealing with kids. How have you? seen in terms of the educational value given to them how do they receive it and how does the wider populace accepts that information or interprets it well the children are always very open to learning that's the great thing that i love about kids is that if they don't know something they want to know they are very curious and so what we try to do is to keep education at the foundation of everything that we do with her flow because we want to ensure that we empower them to make conscious informed decisions so when it comes to menstruation we try to have the conversation with them before they start sometimes we get them before which is one of the reasons why we do work in primary schools as well as high schools and the colleges and so in the primary school space, we get to meet with them before their, their period actually starts, before they start menstruating. And so we, we prepare them, we give them the tools that they need. We have conversations with them about their bodies. We tell them what to expect. And so when they actually start, they are armed and they are able to do something about it. But that's just for the students who we actually get in front of. But the, the norm is that a lot of girls start their periods without even knowing what is happening to them. And so it becomes a very traumatic experience because now they are having this, this experience in public where everybody is seeing that they messed up their clothes mm -hmm. and they have comments to make. They don't know what is happening to their bodies. They know they don't feel well. They think they're sick. And by the time they get to school, the whole thing is traumatizing because now the entire school sees the mess that they made of their clothes. Some people are teasing them. They have to deal with the bullying and on top of that now everybody knows that they have started menstruating right and so they have to deal with the social repercussions of that and they have to deal with the the the, the emotional side of that because what a lot of conversation um don't include whenever we're talking about periods is the emotional aspect of the experience now you have more estrogen in your body 
if there's an emotional um response to that you start feeling overwhelmed you feel a lot more self-conscious you start not feeling as confident as you normally would feel now your body starts behaving different you you're, you're, you start to be aware that you have breasts now you start to be aware of other parts of your body changing the shape and all of those things can be very overwhelming especially if she's not prepared to deal with it so i really encourage parents to have this conversation with them before they start so that they can be better prepared before the period starts and it doesn't feel like such a traumatic event you know what, when they do have that first you know period. what is very important too and it it all leads back to culture we grow up we grew up rather because, you know, we grew up in a culture where certain things, you know, or, well, let me put it this way. Our parents were never taught or educated on how to deal with certain issues regarding their body, regarding emotions, mm-hmm. regarding life. So the said mm-hmm. treatment is now passed on to this generation. You know, it is something that literally goes down the line. Not everybody has a parent that will sit them down and take them through the ropes. So I can definitely say I am one of those persons who appreciate what you do and love the fact that you took the time out of everything else that you could have really dedicated your efforts and time to and made it a priority to educate our girls and not just our girls, but the general populace and the importance of what it is to Go through that process of your menstruation and also to not see it as something that must be condemned. Particularly too, when it comes on to high school, because I remember going to high school and there was this particular girl, as you said, who experienced that. Her uniform was messed up. But, you know, I was always somebody who was more on the advanced side in terms of knowledge and mm-hmm. understanding. Mm-hmm. So, the marriage, and then I grew up with women. So, the reception yes, was so really. So, you knew better. Yeah, I knew better. So, looking at mm-hmm. it and laughing wasn't something that I did. I remember that mm-hmm. we were coming off the bus and she got up and it was all over the seat. And the dudes mm-hmm. behind me, you know, and, and as I say, culture does a lot. It, it really, it impacts a, a generation because the guys behind me, they went off on a tizzic and they were going on and they were carrying on and they were laughing. And I'm like, what are you guys laughing at? At that time too, I think we were coming from swimming class. So mm-hmm. all I did, there was a towel in my bag from the swimming class. I, I didn't go. It was so funny. You know, you're always sick when you come out to physical activities at school. I always had that excuse. <laughs> so there was a towel in my bag and I ended up giving her the towel. And, you know, she came off the bus, went into the school, um, took her to the nurse's office. Because I, you know, I knew she what she was having, but I don't know the extent of what it was. So I'm like, okay, she's sick. You know, the general consensus, she's sick. Mm-hmm. So I took her to the nurse's office, especially seeing the fact, you know, you were, I was a prefect. So there's some level of um, responsibility that was bestowed right. on me. So I had to keep that. So I took her to the, prince, um, to the, the nurse's office. You know, I left her there. I really never knew what took place after that. But mm-hmm. the fact that boys on a whole misunderstand, misinterpret, and judge females, especially when they're younger, on these things, it's really something that bothers me. So do you have an inclusive session when it comes on to the educational process of menstruation? Do you include the boys in, the, in it or do you segregate them? Of course, we include the boys. As a matter of fact, it's a requirement. Whenever we go to schools, they are automatically separated and we insist that the boys are included because of what you just said. It is important for them to actually understand what is happening and the role that they have to play with it because I don't just don't, I, we just don't tell them about um, you know, what is happening from a scientific standpoint and all of that. We make sure to communicate the role that they have to play in, in supporting the women around them right. and i think it does go a very very long way to change the dynamic with the relationship because now there's a level of respect that they have for the girls around them and they see them as their equals because mm-hmm. what i what i do whenever i talk to boys about periods i i link it back to their mother and i and i and i demonstrate to them how birth happened and how where children come from by linking it to their mother and i showed them a picture of the womb and i said this is where you began this is where your life started inside of a womb and your the womb was inside of your mother and so 
each month, this is an experience that your mother has. And this is what happens to your mother's body. So whenever they see this girl struggling at school now, they immediately think of their mother. And because they are taught to have respect for their mother, they don't tease the girl anymore. And they have a more respectful relationship with her overall. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I want. Because I think that if we want to have more compassionate men, we have to start by having more compassionate boys. That's and it. I know that there are a lot of men who were not taught, but we're living in an age where information is at our fingertips. So adults don't get to tell me that they were not taught anything. Yes. So I can't come and ask you anything. I tell me, say, you never grow that way. No, you don't get to tell me that because you're grown now and you can read and you have access to information. Mm -hmm. So you can do something about your ignorance. You don't have to stay ignorant. That's true. So if you're interested in learning something, the information is there, whatever you want to learn. And that's the beautiful thing about living in the world right now is whatever it is that you want to learn, the information that's is true. there and it's at your fingertips. And in a lot of the cases, it is free. So you can definitely find out more. So you don't get to tell me as a literate adult that you don't know something or you weren't taught something when you were growing up because you're grown now and you know where to find things out. So... That is not that's not an excuse that I accept right now in this age that we're living in. So it is important for us to teach all children, girls and boys, about periods. And if there is a man who has who has a who has a supportive role or a, a caregiving role in the life of a, of a little girl or a woman, he has to know about the bodies and what happens with the bodies. And he has to know beyond just his pleasure and his desires. He has to understand that when a when a woman when a woman um is not is not is not having a having a good hormone day, she's affected a certain way. He don't just get to call her miserable and walk away and say, Okay, well, she's just been miserable today. No. There's actually things going on in our body, a chemical reaction that's going on in our body I, that's causing her to I didn't even know way. that it was emotion it had an emotional impact on women like i, I, I genuinely yes. never knew i knew it makes it you mood does. but the in-depth how you explain it i never knew it was that serious all right so let me explain to you what happens when we have uh, hormones in our bodies our dominant hormone as women is estrogen we also have another um, hormone called progesterone these are the dominant hormones that affect our reproductivity Based on the level of those hormones, it can affect us on many different ways. It can affect our mood, it can affect our appetite, it can affect even our temperature. You sit down beside a woman and one minute she's hot, the next minute she's freezing cold and not not change about the environment around her. That has 100% to do with the hormones coursing through her body. It can also change her appetite. You, see, you just see her eating a bunch of stuff. And you know, understand she's not hungry. She's just craving these things and she's craving it as a result of the amount of a certain hormone that is in her body. And what we have to understand as well is that we are very dismissive of these kind of symptoms. And when we are dismissive of it, what it does is it forces these women to suffer in silence. So when, as a man, you're going to just call her miserable, miserable and, walk in, and walk away, you're communicating to her that not only are you not empathizing with her you're not interested in what's going on with her and so you don't want to hear about she and our and our and our, and our pain and our problem right now because she's inconveniencing you and if you are a man who cares about that woman that is not how you want her to feel which is why a lot of women suffer in silence they don't say how they feel they don't and one of the things that i say to men is if you really want to know how a woman feels when she's on her period and the pain that she goes through tie a string and put a five pound weight on it and tie that string around your testicles <laughs> and keep it on for one hour and let us see how pleasant you are going to be by the end of that hour first let us see all, how well you can function first of let all let us see how, how how well you can keep that smile on your face I, and be pleasant i was about to say if you've ever been smacked in your testicles but you don't have a testicle so i can testify first of all the slightest slightest um hit anywhere down there is very terrible so i can definitely if you equate it to feeling any form of tension to the testicular area i can know that that's not something that is pleasant so i won't okay. even i won't even deny and i won't pretend as if i don't understand what you're explaining to me well well there you go 
And I really want to make that point because I think it is so important for men to understand the kind of pain that women function through every single day. I remember I saw this painting years ago. It stood out to me. And it's a painting of a family. And everybody in the family is sick. And you know who is taking care of everybody else in family while she's sick? The mother. And that is how women function. We learn how to function while we're in pain. So many of us are sick. We are having a horrible period day. Our abdomen feels as if there is a 20-pound weight being hung from it. And we still have to function because if we do not function, everybody who depends on us crushes. Down. Yes, that is true. We do owe a lot to women. And, so, you know, yeah. Exactly. And so I really want... And that is the reason why I focus so much on men when I have conversations about period and reproductivity because it is important for me for them to understand exactly what it is that women experience. And 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 I say that because for most for the most part they, they truly don't know. And we can't allow ignorance to be the reason why we can't get the support that we need and they do have a supportive role to play. There is a support if you are if you are in a man in a woman's life, whether it's your mother or your sister or your child or your spouse or a good friend of yours, you have a supportive role to play. If it's if if it is even just to make a cup of tea. Right. If it is even just to rub a foot, because you may have to rub our foot because our body hurts. So I'll kind of pain mm-hmm. and i so, think just to be able to supply that support is right. very important and i think the educational value that it takes because this does not only affect you yes it affects you in your normal life but when it when you transition into a relationship you transition mm-hmm. into marriage and also parenthood all of this education that you've now garnered assists you to deal with you know, a spouse that is no exp- and I think men, especially this generation, we've really evolved. We have really evolved. We've become activists. You find men being activists, more outspoken, more involved. And I do think for this generation, we can definitely say that based on education, we have changed how particularly we deal with women and what they experience. Not a lot of people have made the change, but for most, we're getting there and that's a start. Well, I don't know if I'll go all the way to most, but I will say that there there is a change happening, mm-hmm. and there there are a lot of more um, open men, and I find that if if you if you are able to, to to engage men and 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 you know give them a give them something that they can relate to, it right. really does make a difference in the way they respond. Especially, so I really I. Go ahead. Yeah, man. I'm saying especially the fact that they adore because men, you know men particularly normally adore the female genitalia so yeah this is something that they want and they crave for and something so therefore i think in all cases you should treat this thing with some level of decadence you know some importance give it what it needs not just um pleasing it but i mean taking care of the person who has it so that they'll be able to you know give you what you 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 desperately need because i think it's more of a desperation at this point but let's <laughs> let's not straight no, I, into I, that i think that's a, that's a great point too but and that's all the part that's part of the conversation that i think is not being had where you have a lot of men who they are willing to have the fun with the female body but they don't want to hear about the maintenance they don't want to hear about the period they don't want to hear about what goes into to, to keeping uh, a female body in a, in a space where she is happy. And I think that that is a very important conversation to have because at the end of the day, that is what is required. So it's not just here for your enjoyment. She needs a certain level of support and care and and, and, and she needs, she's going to need you to step in and, 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 and give that to her. And if you don't want to do that, then what are you saying to her? What are, What is your communication? Is that, okay, you're only interested in her body when you can enjoy it, and that is it. Mm-hmm. Sounds and like you're using somebody, it yeah. requires, uh, there you go. I mean, if you think about I, I talk about it in, in regards to a car all the time because a lot of men like their cars. And I say, you, uh, you enjoy your car, 
you enjoy the speed of it but you understand that you need to take it for servicing ever so often you need to change the tires you need to ensure that the 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 the, the various uh, parts are replaced when they need to be replaced so there's a level of maintenance that comes with you having and enjoying that car and i don't want you to start look at women the way you look at cars but just so that you can understand the idea mm-hmm. that maintenance and 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 support and taking care is needed to ensure that you get the optimum experience from your woman yes, yes it's yes. the same thing that's it that is it but and you know i know i remember as a child um my mother was ill um she was going through her period and she asked me to you know go in her wallet um, her purse take out money and you know she's sending a shop and she said all oh. right then you got asked for xyz oh god the ignorance at that time i really never knew what it was i didn't know what it was for but you know as a younger kid you're sent there and i remember like when I went and I asked for it, there were some people in the shop and everybody was looking at me like, why am I buying? It was tampon. Why am I buying mm-hmm. tampons? So I think men also, we have to break that discrimination where men don't feel discombobulated because you're buying tampons for your spouse, whomever it is. It's not something that you, you go in a, a, a supermarket, a pharmacy, you take it up and every, everybody, because it's a thing, especially where Jamaica is concerned. It's a thing. Everybody staring at you. It, women will find it normal because to a woman, that's 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 amazing for her. She's like, oh my God, he's getting tampons for his wife. But you know, a man looking at a man taking up a tampon is like, what is going on here? So I think mm-hmm. we need to normalize that so that men don't feel any, any, any sort of way when that is something that they do. No, I, I agree. And I think that's I think that's um that is that is something that is changing as well because you do have a lot of men who are becoming more comfortable with purchasing menstrual products. And um I get the calls from them when they're doing it for the first time. I get those calls from the fathers who they have their daughters that weekend and she so happens to start her period and he don't have anything over him house for her. So now he's going to have to buy whatever she needs and he don't know what to do and he don't know what to buy. <laughs> and she's trying to explain it to him and, and he's freaking out and she's freaking out. And because they know me, they call me and it's like, okay, so she have our period now. And I didn't know that she was having our period. I must do. And I walk them through it. But for the man who doesn't have access to me, right. I try to make information available so that They'll know what to do. But I just think it is so interesting that you have adult men who are in their 40s who have never actually bought menstrual products. And that says something about the woman that he's around because they have been protecting him from menstruation all his life. That's true. And so he has never had to actually deal with it. And that is a part of our problem. And it's complacency too. I think it's complacency. He he might be complacent as well, but we as women have to take responsibility for our role because we are so good at hiding our periods that's true that we hide it from the men in our lives when i just started my period that's what i was told that the no man is supposed to experience my period that's exactly how my granny tell me no man is supposed to experience my period and i said what do you mean by that and and it really annoys me when in my adulthood now because i'm like which man don't know that a woman of a certain age who is not pregnant and not sick has a period? Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're with a woman of a certain age and she does not have a period every month, find out why. Something wrong. Inquire. You are having sex with this woman every month. This is a woman that you care about and you want to make a make a long term commitment to, and you have never seen her have a period inquire why so like at what age does it stop though because i know it probably goes up to like at at 40 50 well okay so you have different stages you have perimenopause and you have menopause and you have postmenopause perimenopause is when your period starts to slow down in perimenopause you'll have less period per year because now your your hormone levels are dwindling you're not producing as much estrogen as normally produced Mm -hmm. and so your childbearing years are coming to a close, which is usually somewhere around average 
late forties into fifties. Okay. But because a lot of women are taking so great, such great care of their bodies, mm-hmm. for a lot of them it extends a little later than that. So I, I've actually seen women in their seventies who have actually had had children. Whoa! But this, the woman in seventies having children is an anomaly; it's not the norm. But I'm just pointing out the fact that women are taking better care of themselves, and because they're taking better care of themselves, they have longer time to to, to bear children. So their menopause wouldn't start as early as it normally is expected to start. So then you get into menopause. Menopause is where you have, you have not had a period for at least a year. So um, you have some women who they'll go for for quite a few months and don't have any period at all, and then they might see a little bit of spotting. But it but really what is happening is that it is it is it is that section of your life is coming to a close. Curtains are closing. Okay. Yes, basically, and so you get to a point now where your period stops altogether. And that is post-menopause. When you don't have any period at all, you're not getting any spotting, sharp luck, curtains down, it's over. If you planted children before, then you should have done it yeah. because it's too late now. So does it trigger any... Since that it stops, do you still experience any form of emotional type of thing after it ends? Of course you do. Because now you have a lot less of your reproductive hormones producing. And so... That in of itself has its own emotional um 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 consequences. You'll start and then and then your body changes as well. For some women, they gain weight, some women they lose weight, some women have hot flashes. Because remember, I told you that your hormones control your temperature. Right. Some women they have weird cravings because it also controls your appetite. Some women your skin starts acting crazy, part of your skin start itch, you have acne issues. Sometimes you 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 feel perfectly fine, and and you just have mild symptoms. So it depends a lot on your lifestyle, depends on who, how you eat, and all of those things culminate into an experience that affects every facet of your life. Wow. <laughs> it's like it, it, it amazes me you know you always hear people laugh about people oh wait till they reach menopause and you know but i never yes, knew ma'am. that it was so extensive and the repercussions were really so severe yes ma'am yes ma'am it, you know, it, they, it is life yeah changing. you know you see a woman really and she's experienced every she's experiencing whatever and you're like i just miserable she's miserable you understand hey, yeah but and you, that is why being so dismissive is so hurtful especially when it comes from somebody who you are close to somebody who you expect to be supportive and empathetic and to and to try to be helpful to you when you just dismiss her and say well she's just miserable you're actually sending her to suffer in silence for this big thing that is happening to her that she has no control over yeah while in reverse while in reverse the the women are always standing in the gap you know and there you go and that's uh, an expectation yes that is true that Mm -hmm. is true Mm-hmm. Um, when, so. when um, a very important question does missing your period means you're pregnant if you're having sex okay but if I, you are having sex at the time when you miss your period if you're having sex um, before and the, the, the window will allow for you to miss your period uh, yes if you're sexually active and you miss a period, then the, the possibility is that you can be pregnant. And if you're but that's not. not the only thing that missing a period means. Okay. It depends on what's going on in your life. So, for example, there are different activities that you can do that can cause it to miss a period. If you're on birth control, for example, that's, that's something that, that definitely affects your hormone flow. Mm-hmm. And it can affect your ability to, to have a period. Um if you are exercising, like for example, if you check elite athletes, they will tell you that whenever they're in competition, their periods are very different from when they're not in competition. Because when they're in competition, because of how they train and what they're doing to their bodies, it affects their hormone levels and therefore their periods are different. So for a lot of them, they don't have as heavy periods sometimes the period stops altogether dependent on how they treat their bodies because you know the training is different from different athletes based on what sport that they do and so you know even if you're just a normal person who started the gym or you started doing some training for a marathon or something like that you're going to see a difference in how your period flows did you know that 
I never knew that. Yes. Also, your diet. Your diet affects your period. So, for example, with me, I used to have very painful, very heavy periods. I changed my relationship with food. My periods went from being 11 days long to now I have two-day periods. Mm-hmm. And that's 100% because I changed my diet. You're not vegan, right? No, I'm not totally vegan. I, I, I eat seafood periodically. Okay. But I my diet is, is more than 90% plant-based. Okay, interesting. Speaking of that, I know you wrote a book, um, I Changed My Diet and You Changed My Life. That's it? I got it right? That's one of them. I've, I've, I've published two books so far. Oh. Um, my second book is called It's My Body Period. Okay. Guys, I will post the links to those two books and you can definitely check them out because I know whatever she's saying must be worth Something that a lot of us will probably never hear or get from anywhere else. Or if we even do, it's, 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 it's really different when it's from somebody who has experienced this type of transition. But let me not stray into that. Yes, let, yes let me get back into it. So the, the, the diet affects your period. So for somebody probably out there who um, experiences, is it, is it abnormal to have like beyond 11 days? Your periods are not supposed to be longer than five days. A healthy period is not longer than five days. And when I say five days, I'm talking about five days of continuous flow. Now, you have a period that goes in different stages. Some people, they start out and they flow really heavy for like the first two, three days. And then it tapers off into light spotting for the last two days. And that's their five days. For some persons, they have a light day. Then they have three heavy days. And then it taper off the other two days and that's 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 their six days. For some people, it's heavy from day one to day seven. If you're a person where it's heavy from day one to day seven, it's too heavy, you're anemic, check your medical professional because something is wrong. Yeah. Another thing, you should not have chronically painful periods. Your periods are not supposed to be painful. If you're constantly in pain with your period, that's a symptom check your medical professional let them find out what's causing you to be in so much pain does does um i don't i'm not so uh, i you know in terms of fibroids does it mm-hmm. have anything does does that affect or can having a heavy period means you have fibroids or any of those type of stuff as a matter of fact having a heavy period is one of the most popular symptoms of having fibroids but not just fibroids a lot of reproductive health issues that we have uh, starts with having really heavy periods so when you flow and you have you're losing a lot more blood and you're having heavy clotting that is an indication that something should be checked out sometimes it's fibroids sometimes it's endometriosis sometimes it can be um other issues uh we have a gamut of reproductive issues that a lot of us are experiencing sometimes we experience them more than one at a time mm-hmm. um pcos is another thing Poly- polycystic ovarian syndrome is another thing that we experience and that's really we normally shows up whenever we have infertility issues so you'll have somebody who's trying to become pregnant and for some reason she can't become pregnant and then she go and get checked and they realize that her hormone production is not where it needs to be and it's affecting her ability to reproduce so infertility is one of the biggest um, signs, telltale signs for persons who have PCOS because that is usually when they go and get checked. And there's a whole heap of other issues that we have that, you know, it, it, when I tell people that the miracle that the female body is, is, is so amazing, like when, which is why I talk so passionately about pregnancy because you do, you so do. many things can go wrong. And when a woman can successfully from conception to labor, deliver a healthy child. There's nothing else in the human experience that can equate to the metamorphosis that our body goes through whenever she has to create another life inside of her body. And that is why I can't tell you the rage that I experience when I see men dismiss women's bodies. When I see even other women judge other women with the, with, the, with, the, with the way they treat their bodies. And when I see we, we, we are getting to the point where we are disrespectful, it 
irks me to my core because I know what it is that we have to go through just so that we can reproduce. It is amazing. It is miraculous and it needs to be respected. I can definitely agree and I endorse that 100%. Um, before we close, I would just like you to just shine some light on in regards to stimulation. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I remember a question was sent to me, so I, I am going to ask it. Um, and the person was asking, how do I make my partner, um, what will they call it, come, I guess? How, what, how do I make orgasm. them orgasm? orgasm. Yeah. 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 Um, peak pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Peak pleasure. All of that. How do I make them orgasm? Um, like, as I've said before, um, men on a whole, um, and even women, cause you know, you do have female friends who talk. So they are like, um, you have women who have never experienced this type of pleasure before. And men think that it is probably their lacking or sometimes the women think that, okay, this is something that I just cannot experience. What is it and how does this happen? We all possess the hardware to feel the ultimate pleasure, to feel peak pleasure, which is pretty much what um, an orgasm is. We all have the hardware to do so. For the most part, it's our software that, 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 that is a challenge. And when I say software, I'm talking about what goes on mentally. A lot of the times that I get the question from 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 partners who have female um, bodies to please and they're trying to ask me, all right, what's the best way to do this? Um, how can I stimulate her? How can I make she make her come? Ask her. Find out what she like. Ask her. That's the first thing. Ask her. But find out what she it, like. Was, wouldn't it look as if you're lacking her. though? Wouldn't it look as if you're lacking if you're... Oh, um. No, I don't want to use the word lacking. Let us just say that I say answer. I say start there because sometimes it's a communication issue. Give her an opportunity to say, I like it when you finish a sentence. The next thing is understand that all the body parts are connected. So just because you're trying to, you, you want her to have an orgasm and the orgasm happens in her pelvis where her pelvic walls contract and expand and, and, and she feels a fluttering and it's absolutely amazing. It doesn't mean that's the only space that you must stimulate. For some women, you have to stimulate her neck so that she can get that response. You might have to stimulate the back of her knees. You might have to stimulate her left, her left butt cheek. You won't know unless you explore. So that's the other thing. A lot of men are in such a hurry to put their penis in a hole that they forget that there's other body parts. And one of the things that I that I tell couples to do and one of the challenges that I give them is try to stimulate your partner without touching their genitals. Completely ignore their genitals. Pretend that their genitals don't exist. Now try to stimulate them. And you'll get to see from that exercise that not only is it possible to stimulate somebody without touching the genitalia, but that they actually get so much more turned on. So we are so focused on the crotch area and the nipples that we forget about everything else. One of the most powerful things you can do to get a woman to really get off is to stimulate her mentally. Start with her mind and her body will follow. So this conversation about uh, um, body parts, Mm -hmm. I think it is futile because trying to focus all the attention just on the vagina alone, which is another thing that annoys me. I hear people talk about their sexual partners just by the body part. Like, okay, I, I'm into the penis or I'm into the vagina. That's just, it's like talking about the entire house and just standing on the porch and say, well, this is the most important <laughs> part of the house. Yes. I have three bathroom and four bedroom. And I have a, nice I have patio, office, yes. I have a true. kitchen. I have a nice patio. I have backyard. So you outside there, so just the, you know that little two foot corner over there. So and forget about the entire bed, the entire house. That's true. That is true. So yeah. our bodies are connected. So even though the orgasm happens in the pelvis and it extends to the rest of the body, you don't have to only stimulate the pelvis. The rest of the body can be stimulated as well, and the and the, and the message will be sent to the pelvis. And the communication will will, will, will will give the feedback. And everybody can come together. Pun intended. Yeah. 
shout out to everybody. It's I okay. have fun. Yes, pun intended. Pun intended. I, I, I fully agree. Um, that's 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 a that's a that's a good way to look at it. I guess a lot of people are really focused on the mental part of it. You know, get working on her mind, and then yes. transcending to the different aspects of her body. I think I need the to try. The mind is one of the most ignored sexual organs. And, I didn't even know the mind was a fact. sexual organ. I, I, it is, no, it is the most important sexual organ because if 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 we're not engaged mentally, I don't care what you're going with in the body. That is true. That is true. And and I think if you're not if you're, if you're not engaged, if you're over there going on with all of what you're going with, and in your mind you're making shopping lists, and she's down there doing all kind of things to your penis. I I try to remember then who did think they did last week Sunday. What do you think is going to happen? That is true because I think I've experienced that before where I wasn't interested in somebody and for some strange reason you, you, you were not engaged? I, dis- I was distracted. I could not stay fully erected. There was just too much that was going on. And I'm like, okay, this is well, not there you go. this is not gonna work. Well, there you go. I didn't even look at it that way. But um Well there you go. There was something else I wanted to to ask it in regards to all right you spoke on the whole pleasure aspect um in regards to toys is that something you'd recommend um for you know couples or is that something that would enhance stimulation do you recommend a relationship or marriage to have toys involved Oh well, I'm I'm a massive fan of toys. I own quite a few myself. I have a whole toy chest, and I think that toys are tools. And the great thing about toys is that there is every there's something for everybody. So whether you're uber conservative and you're not you're not as adventurous, there are stuff for you. You can try board games. You have games that you can play. You're your partner play nice sexy games, and you know the, just follow the rules of the game, and that can be something fun and stimulating that you do. You can even take a regular board game and sex it up. One of my favorite games to play is Naked Twister. I recommend Naked Twister. As a matter of fact, I advertise Naked Twister so much. I think they just need to do a, a, a version of it and, and just give me the, the, the licensing right That's and so on. Right because Naked Twister is amazing. And how you play Naked Twister? The same Twister, just oil up your body. The two of the naked or three or four, you know, the more the merrier. And play Twister or you normally would play Twister with some naked oil up by the people. It's hilarious. Oh my so, god. I think toys are tools. And just think about if you want to um put up a, a picture on the wall, a frame on the wall, mm-hmm. and you don't have a hammer. And you want to nail put up the nail and you don't have a hammer. You can probably use a shoe. You can probably get a stone. Mm-hmm. You can probably do, use use piece of piece of board. But how much more efficient would it be if you just had a hammer? That's it. That is how I see toys. Toys are tools. So if you want to to get a certain response, if you want to to to, to stimulate a partner, your partner a certain way, get the toy that they would like to do that. And this also encourages conversation and communication because now you get to ask your partner what do you like. And now they get to ask you what do you like. And even though even if you don't know if you're going to like something, you get to explore something new together. So it's still a great way to bring you together and to improve your level of intimacy that you have. So toys are amazing. Toys are great. And I recommend that couples explore toys. And you don't have to jump in the deep end and go straight to the bondage and the and the and the chains and all those kind of things. Yeah. But there are whole heap of other things available. So just explore, keep an open mind, and have fun with it. Don't take it so seriously because, as I said, they are simply tools. And in regards to toys, um, because some people do see other people as toys, um, do you recommend or? Because I heard you say earlier, um, the more the merrier. Do you consider or think that that is something that should be explored? What? For like relationships. Um, like ha- bringing in a third party or probably the next two other persons, you know? Well, I think whatever it is that your your happiness looks like is something that you should be willing to go for. And not everybody's happy with monogamy. A lot of people try with monogamy and have failed with monogamy because the truth is they don't 
want to be in a monogamous situation and they they they, they want more right but wanting more means that you have to be somebody who is 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 ho- open to having us a, a conversation with two other or three other people or whatever the number is and consider their feelings and also accommodate them because in more more people means you have to be more accommodating and you have to be more communicating and you just have to be more so it is not as easy as just saying all right so let us try three or four people because it's going to require a whole heap of com- communication it's going to require a whole heap of um you know details you have to work out who's going to do what how are you going to f- coordinate and once you figure it out it is definitely doable it's just more work okay so I just think that you should sit down and figure out what does happy look like for you. Right. And then when you're choosing a partner, tell them what your happy look like and see how they fit in your version of happy. And then you take it from there because the truth is we are very different and we are all individuals. And two individuals is two different set of ideals coming together, trying to make life. And that is not something that happens in a seamless way, in an automatic way. That is something that requires effort. Right. And if you're not interested in putting in the effort, then perhaps you should just stay by yourself. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> Make a lot of sense. I'm really, really happy I got the opportunity to, you know, have this conversation with you. Is there anything else you'd like to just add before we close out? I would just like to see people be more honest with themselves. And I'm not just, I'm not just talking about in terms of um, adult relationships. Be more honest with your children. Tell them the truth. Telling them a story just to get them to, 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 to run away from you with their difficult questions does not help because they can read. If you intend to keep your child ignorant, don't teach them to read. Because they are going to be able to verify that what you said is... Uh, stupidness and then you're going to break down the trust that they're having you that is true and now they're going to exclude you from the conversations that they're having because do not believe that just because they're not talking to you about something they're not talking to somebody else that is true they're just not talking to you so i think that it's important for us to be more honest with ourselves than each other and that would definitely improve the quality of our relationships so i just leave it there all right. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I really, really appreciate it. And the knowledge you've given to us um, on this episode is something, you know, especially for me, I never got. And it means a lot. And we can definitely keep that process going, educating our peers and showing how vital it is to appreciate women, appreciate what they go through and not just appreciate it, but to also be the wings or the wind beneath their wings during these things um so for my listeners my listeners out there wherever you are whatever you do as i normally say just continue being doing and becoming